the Southern Housing Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl. This week, we're celebrating National Inclusion Week, and to mark it, I spoke to two Southern Housing colleagues, Tina Edwards, our Director of Learning and Culture, and Evian Davis-George, our Director of People Services. Together, they discuss the importance of inclusion in the workplace, what steps we've taken as an organisation to improve inclusion, and what's coming up in the future. Welcome to the show, Tina. Welcome to the show, Evian. Hi, Daryl. Thanks so much for having us today. It's great to be here. See him here, Daryl. Really good to be here. Thanks for having us. So to kick things off, what are the current challenges in the diversity and inclusion space for us and the sector? And what can we do to overcome them? So I think in recent years, we've seen a heightened awareness of the inequality of opportunity and exclusion that exists across society, which is really related to people's background, identity, and circumstances. So if we look at significant events across the world and nationally, which has drawn attention to a lot of the unacceptable behaviors and ingrained inequalities in society that need to be addressed. So we're talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, George Floyd, the Me Too movement, Windrush scandal, by and transgender inclusion in sports, you know, gender and ethnicity pay gaps, just to name a few. So the focus on diversity and inclusion has been heightened and has become headlines and a priority agenda for many organizations. So on the face of it, that's a really great thing because it now has focus and it's at the top of the agenda. But then often it's the danger of being just a tick box exercise and just words at surface level. So where many organizations may present as being diversity, diverse and inclusion, but the challenge is about being real, authentic, and that diversity and inclusion is truly felt, it's authentic, and that it's seen and it's the true lifeblood of the organization. You know, and this is not a, a Southern housing because our commitment our actions, our hard values, and our work towards diversity and inclusion is clear, it's responsive. So, you know, diversity is about the who and the what in our organization, and inclusion is the how. How do we allow colleagues to grow, to truly be and express themselves and feel valued? Because without inclusion, the impact of diversity is weakened. Therefore, it has to be ongoing. It is really a journey, and the continual challenge would be to listen, to respond to calls of actions, and make the needed change. And we often know change is not easy. Tina, don't we know change is not easy, especially as it relates to culture and changes in culture that may be needed? I think so. And and I guess what I would just reinforce from what I've said is this is a societal issue and it's been an issue for a long, long, long time uh, going right back to, you know, the matchstick women, the women's vote and all of those kinds of things. But it's so much more complex than that. So it's about social economic backgrounds. It's about privilege. It's about trans. It's about the sophistication of awareness of people now never was so before where people were so aware, so confident and so kind of vocal about this subject. And of course, that makes our role um, here better and easier, but also more challenging in the same way. So I think in terms of 
what we're doing about it. Um, we've got a huge agenda, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But I think for me, it's every single person makes a difference. And if we can get that across, build confidence in all of our managers, our leaders and our people to have the voice that Ev was talking about, then we can really see change happen. As two people deeply committed to promoting inclusion, can you tell us about the importance of creating safe and inclusive spaces for all colleagues of Southern Housing and how your department is contributing to that goal? Uh, Definitely, because it's so important. But it's not only important, but I think it's the right thing to do for our colleagues, for our residents, and as a responsible and progressive employer, because it has been clearly proven You know, that diverse and inclusive workplace leads to happy colleagues who perform and give up their best. And it's really through diversity of people, thought and perspectives and innovation that businesses thrive and achieve success. And Tina and I work together to contribute to this goal. And it is in the title, really, because we are people and culture team. It is all about our people. And my team and I lead on strategy, our governance and our framework and the resulting initiatives and activities that brings, such as our EDNI steering group, our inclusion in action group, our EDNI networks, and reviewing and evaluating our EDNI data. Because as they say, you measure really what you treasure. So the key is it has to be systematic. It also has to be critically about collaboration and co-creation. Because while we may lead on this, this is about all of us working together to create a safe and inclusive space and EDNI learning and the ability to tap into those resources, which educate support and increase awareness is so important. And I know Tina could talk, you know, a bit more about that because that's so critical in us working together to do that. Absolutely. In fact, it's really great because we've got EDI is a huge space. So having the both of us look at it from different perspectives in itself makes it more inclusive and makes it more effective. So the way that we're working now is is going to be really helpful to to create a more inclusive environment across the the organisation. But in terms of safe spaces, um, what we've done is a a huge amount, actually. So we even have a learning programme called Safe Spaces which focuses on cognitive behavioural therapy. And this is aimed at frontline colleagues who are interacting with our residents all the time. And it's led by professional mental health first aiders and CBT accredited professionals um, to create safe spaces for, you know, conversation therapy and discussion therapy and those kinds of things. But more than that, it's about living our values and it's about... Um, trying to ensure that people don't make assumptions, don't fall into traps that they might not be aware of in terms of just, you know, assuming that someone might be a male or a female, for example, and make assumptions around that. So it's a really a big education process. Um, We're starting with our allies program. So you know, we've just launched our allies program, um, which involves reverse mentoring. So it's it's really about creating awareness around neurodiversity. It's around creating awareness around the things you say based on the way you've grown up, the way that you've interacted with your family, your, you know, your friends, your social groups, um, and 
trying to ensure that you're aware of what kind of unconscious biases they bring to the table and how then they present themselves when you're operating in an organizational environment. Um, because we can be tripped up without even knowing, um, you know, we can offend people without even knowing. So we want to create a safe space where people can actually have those conversations and feel safe to do so without recrimination and, and, and in a point of learning and giving other colleagues awareness um, of around inclusion and, you know, and the things that impact them. So I think we do, we can wax lyrical about what we're doing. We're a huge about, aren't we, Ev? Um, but those are just a couple of the things. And of course, our heart values, respect, is, is the starting point for all of this. So other than what you've already mentioned, guys, what specific initiatives have we implemented or championed here to promote inclusivity in the workplace? I think, you know, one of the things we, we can't forget is that we are newly merged organisations. So really on reflection, what we have done so far is a lot. We are not there yet and we know we have more to do. So our key foundation was establishing our EDNI policy, which outlines where we stand and it's supported by our approach, which is our EDNI commitment which sets out our outcomes we are working towards and our measures of success. We've established our six EDNI networks, as well as our Wellbeing Matters groups. And these groups are not only vehicles for employee voices at an individual level, but also as a collective level. And we talked about a safe space, and those are safe spaces to encourage discussion of issues, raise awareness, and really be a source of support and a collective voice of communication and change. And each network drives various initiatives and inclusion activities. Key to that is that all the networks are sponsored by an executive member and a leadership team member. Because without leadership and management role modeling and support, we cannot drive change. And I think that's really successful to us promoting and implementing inclusive inclusive initiatives. We've also supported and celebrated various, various um, campaigns such as Black Inclusion Week, World Day for Cultural Diversity. You would have seen our colleagues at Birmingham Pride, Croydon Pride and Hastings Pride. And most recently we've had Happy World Afro Day and parents day recently is also critical. We look at our whole employee life cycle, and I'm talking from recruitment to what we say, what we put in our ads, our job profiles, making reasonable adjustments in our applications. And as part of our recruitment process, reviewing our advertising channels and where we support and where we source, sorry, our our colleagues and our candidates. And it's more meaningful in terms of where we source and what we do and who we are, rather than a statement, we welcome applicants from, from diverse um, backgrounds. Also, we've reviewed our policy and all our interview panels. We are ensuring that they are diverse and at least a minimum of two. And when we talk about diversity and inclusion, we're not talking about ethnicity and what that looks like. It, in it involves, again, that diversity of thought and perspectives, including everyone across gender, level in the business, age, and benefiting from that. Other areas of the employee life cycle, and I know Tina can touch on this as well, is onboarding what we do with our new starters in terms of induction, performance, reward, development, and also, you know, when colleagues decide they want to move on from us. 
Yeah, and I think, I think Daryl, you're getting the, the feeling of the volume of work that we're all doing, and it isn't just Ev and I. It's every person in the organisation, every member of the network group, every member of the people and culture team, Absolutely. every member of the colleague forum, every member of ET and LT. So I think that just shows you that, that for us in Southern Housing, it isn't a tick box exercise. We're not interested in surface level celebration and, you know, you know those kinds of things. We're interested in long term and embedding sustainable change um, and as I love that phrase Ev if we measure it we treasure it so just on that theme um, we do we have target sets uh, for this not only at um, the people and culture level but also at board level and at executive team level and, and I think that shows the commitment that the ET have and the board have around inclusion and diversity at Southern Housing what future goals and objectives do you have for promoting and embedding diversity, equity and inclusion into our culture as a part one? And as a part two, are there any upcoming projects or initiatives that our listeners should be excited about in this regard? So in the immediate future, we are focused next week on National Inclusion Week, which is the 25th to the 1st of October. And National Inclusion Week is about taking considerate actions that make positive and lasting impact in our organization, inspiring us to pause, reflect, and progress. And we're asking all colleagues to get involved, have a look at our comms and activities for the week. Because I know today we talked a lot about what we've done and what we're going to do. And I think it's important to understand that we're not standing still and our future goals and our on our direction, as we talked about, is linked to our EDNI commitment, which is outlined all our measures of success, which we're working on. And Tina talked about earlier on about our culture calendar, which is fantastic because it presents and outlines all the work that we're going to do. Yeah, I, I guess from my side as well, we have a whole program of learning activity around diversity inclusion that Kevin and I put together um, uh, for 23-24. So, to give you a bit of a flavor about what's coming, we're going to have a big focus on neurodiversity. That's about really generating awareness and equipping people and managers with the ability to ask the right questions and making sure everyone has the right support in place so that they can deliver to their best and reach their potential. We've also got a whole program that we're working on developing called Southern Housing Embrace which is about a real theme around nothing about us without us. So we're going to look at a lot of the different aspects of um, diversity, trans, LGBT, disability, cultural diversity as well. That'll be a programme that for all colleagues to get engaged with. And we're also focusing on celebrating difference. So really getting to grips with the richness that diversity brings to us as an organisation and, and really is part of the, the tapestry of, of our culture at Southern Housing. Okay, perfect. A perfect way to end. Tina and Erian, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Your insight has been truly useful and I think will definitely resonate with a lot of people who are listening. Brilliant. Thank, Thank you so you, much. Darryl. Thank you, Daryl. It's really good. Thank you.